Welcome to Live with Greg or Live with Greg, depending on semantics. <laughs> All right, we're here for another episode of Live with Greg with Jonah. Yeah. Dunkle Wilder. How are you doing? Doing all right. Congratulations. Thanks. Welcome. So, um,. What vision do you have for your future? I don't know. Like, what do you mean future? Like, distant future or near future? Good question. How about... Do you consider early 20s, like 22, distant future? Hmm, I don't know. 22. Probably still be in college. 24. Or just graduating. Um. I'd say it's probably far away future. Alright, so 24. I have no idea. <laughs> well, do you have any thoughts of what you'd like in your life? A very rich woman. You'd like a very rich woman in your life when you're 24. It'd be nice. What would be the benefit of that? I don't have to worry about working or whatever. She can fund all my uh, endeavors. And what is she going to receive? Me. What do you mean? I mean, like, you're, I just heard one benefit for you would be that you get all your endeavors funded. Mm-hmm. You don't have to work. And that's solid. That's a big, you know, that's a big... I'm talking about, like, a partner. Right, a, a lover, right? Yeah, so... So what, what is do she they receive? They don't... My love, brother, they don't even receive... You know, they just love me so much, they're just, like, gonna fund all my whatever... Right, I hear that benefit for you, but what about what's the benefit for them? There's a bee right there, by the way. Oh, thanks. It's a dead bee. I just told you what's the benefit for them. They receive all your love. Yeah. So. What do you. Seems interesting to me. Like, you have a very physical thing that you're receiving, you're receiving money. Because it's their choice. What? This is what I'm saying is in, like, the perfect future. Right. Well, aren't you giving thought to what are you giving to them? Like, why Why would a woman want to hook up with you? I don't know, bro. Hopefully, I'll find out why she <laughs> wants to give me all that money. <laughs> you know? Hey, it's, it's not my place to tell her what to do with her money, you know what I mean? No, you think it's your place to have some thought of what you're giving to a relationship? No offense, but 
Nice. Kind of sounds like a stupid question to me. Because <laughs> when you're in a relationship, that's just what. It's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. Like, what do you mean? What are you gonna give to the relationship? I don't fucking know because I'm not in it yet. What? You know yourself. You know what you bring to the table. It's a partnership. So you're asking, what are my good qualities? Yeah. Not what am I gonna? Okay, that's a better question. Okay. I don't know. I've got lots of good qualities, I think. Like. I don't want to talk about my qualities. Why? Let's talk about your good qualities. What's one good quality that you have? Um, I think my willingness to communicate with anyone. Okay, same. There. <laughs> There we go. My independence <laughs> and willingness to think for myself. Uh, I don't know. That doesn't seem like a very interesting topic, honestly. Well, you're the one who brought up, like, you see, like, when you're 24, you'd like to be in a have a lover partnership with a rich woman who's funding I mean, all your that would be that would be the best case scenario well, that wouldn't be the best case that would be the best, best case, case okay yeah. now don't you think like what do I want in a partner like besides rich what else what if she's a total drunk and angry human are you good with that it's worth it and I hit her with the Mary wait a month divorce take out the money and then go so you and take go her for half her money yeah and that seems like a good idea to you seems like a great idea that seems like a really painful idea for her for you too oh bro yeah the only painful part would be the relationship and even that wouldn't be painful because I'd have my mistress. So you think cheating's okay? Yeah. Wow. Only when necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you are a dog. <laughs> I think this is stupid. Well, it's only stupid if it's not real. Exactly. So you're saying this isn't real right now? It's not serious now. It's all just jokes. Well, let's talk seriously. Okay, then let's talk about something else. This is, I, don't, I don't, you know, like, what's, what are we going to gain from talking about this? Besides a podcast. Because I don't think anyone would want to watch this. No well, what fires you right now? What are you passionate about right me? now? Hmm. Well, I mean, music. That's been really fun. I just sampled. The other day, I just ripped a... Um, a 
Charlie XCX song and because there was like a little part in it that I really fucked with and so I sampled that and then um like threw it in the logic right and put some drums and stuff over it uh and then I haven't played with it a lot but I threw it into this new plugin they got um where it just automatically slices up the sample like at each like transient you know what I mean so it's like and then you, it uh, maps it to the keyboard so you can just like click the keys and then it'll play the different things and so I'm gonna like you know do a little remix type thing with that probably uh, pretty fun it sounds rad obviously I can't like throw it out there cause but I'm just doing it for fun you can throw it to her see if she fucks with it true maybe but probably not I mean, I'm probably not going to. That's what I mean. Oh, okay. But, yeah. That's been good. Well, you could. True. She might just be like... I don't know. We'll see how good it turns out. The sample alone sounds really good, so that kind of just, like, carries it, you know? But we'll see what happens when I fuck with it. And then if it sounds good, we'll determine. Okay. But... Yeah, like obviously, you know, I put a little bit of time into the drums and stuff like that, you know. I don't know how long it was, but did that, and then, uh, but it's really like the sample, you know, like carry For you, it is. Yeah, the 808 sounds pretty fucking sick, too, though. I'm pretty proud of that one. It's, it's like really simple, but it just it fits so well. And then, uh, I don't know, I might add like another lead to it or something. Cause like I just looked up the key and it was like F major so I can just you know fucking add an instrument if I want to that'd be rad yeah use a key when you add an instrument well you gotta make sure it's in the right key no but I mean keyboard oh oh uh like when you say yeah, you're yeah. adding a lead you're talking about you play a keyboard yeah 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 you might have a guitar sound or or yeah usually I play the keyboard I mean it's easier to do it that way but also sometimes you know if I'm not in the mood to get it all hooked up then I'll just open my laptop and click in some notes you know what I mean so yeah that's been good sounds good what about you what have you been fired up about well this whole black lives this whole sorry I said this whole the black lives matter um, movement that's strong Facts. right now. It makes me really angry too. God, I hate that. <laughs> fire up. Uh, that fire fire up. Up. <laughs> well, just, you know, it's like I've been listening to the news daily pretty much to just kind of keep hearing what the media is saying. And on social media, that's pretty much what everyone's posting. So. Yeah, it is interesting. It's kind of dying down a bit, though. Well, I don't think so. Social media aspect, it is. I haven't seen it dying down. Well, all I know is that before, my feed was just spammed with, you know, like people in my class, their stories and whatever, spammed with stuff, which is cool, you know, that's good. Help the movement, help spread awareness, but... You know, it feels like it's dying down a bit, which probably isn't good. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it matters 
a whole lot if they're stopped posting like 20 things on their story a day you know if it dies down to just a couple things a day or one thing a day or whatever I don't think that's bad but but obviously this is what I was well this is what sometimes happens in the past is something comes up and then everyone's all hot about it hot and then uh And then in this case, the officers get arrested and they're like, all right, we did it. It's like, well, no, but okay. And I can't speak to it because, I mean, I'm just here in, in my little world. I'm fine. I'm, I'm white. I don't experience it. So, yeah. Do you consider yourself an ally to people having equal rights? I hope so. I hope I am. But I don't know. I went to a protest with you. That didn't really... I don't know. It, I didn't see anything change from me going, from me personally going to that. But I have no idea. Maybe it impacted someone. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. I think that... Well, I'd hope that I'm an ally in the sense of when I talk with other people or just my opinions on the matter I would like to believe are not racist I guess you know like um so I guess that would kind of make me I don't know I can't really judge myself on that because I only experience what I experience and I don't experience racism so it's hard for me to judge that kind of thing Have you ever had a conversation with a friend who experienced racism? Mm, not really I had one like no not really Have you ever experienced um, inequality due to your age from an adult? Like an adult I mean, who, in of. essence, just dismissed you on the basis that they were older? Yeah, but none that I really care about, so, <laughs> you know, it doesn't make a difference. It's like, all right, cool. What about, it seems to me, like the past couple weeks, communication and relationship in our immediate family has been volatile and in turmoil. Does that seem true to you? In some cases. Yes, in some cases. I don't think for everyone. So you don't experience that if it's real for one, it's real for all? No. It's real for all in consideration to one, but if I was to have a conversation, I don't know, I don't want to talk about this. Ah! <laughs> I don't want to offend anyone on 
I don't want to offend anyone off camera either. Just to be clear. <laughs> Once that camera's off, oh! <laughs> uh, let's go back to music. So I'm hearing you, like, say that, uh... Well, you didn't say it specifically, so let me see if I'm correct. Am I correct in believing that when you're 24, part of your vision for yourself is you're engrossed in music? Mm, I mean, I think that's going to be part of my life just because I, I love doing it just for fun, you know? Um... No matter what I do, I don't know what I'm going to end up doing when I'm 24, though. Would it be badass if you were earning, a, creating a career in music and earning a living in music? Yeah, I think it could also not be badass, but, you know, I've seen videos of producers who it just becomes a grind for them and they go to not like it. But then I've seen videos of producers who just are in the studio 24-7 and they just fucking love it all the time, you know? Like Kenny Beats, that's the main one. He always talks and he's like, he's like, bro, I'm, I'm in the studio 24-7. Like, most people I say get in the studio and stay in the studio. For me, it's like, you know, I got some wisdom from this guy and he was like, bro, you need to get out of the studio. Cause I, was, I was literally like, like, he's literally like living in there. Not literally, you know, but like right, sometimes, right. sometimes, yeah, I just stay the night working, working, whatever. Yeah, he could just. And he just wasn't like working out. He was just eating like shit, you know what I mean? Right. Because he just eats whatever he's got and works. So then he like started trying to get out, work out more, and that kind of stuff. But he just loved it so much that he could do that, you know? He wasn't spending not enough time or too much time, whatever. He was just enjoying himself it's just loving it fun, yeah. yeah and I hear musicians like that and like that rapper where you said dude how did he just come out with another album like he just had them yeah exactly seems like that happened because he's loving it and he's just yeah. in there making more and more beats yeah and it wasn't actually like you know I would ex I would expect a rapper who releases like two uh I don't know what was it like 16 songs or some shit I don't know but two albums within like three months with that many songs on it I would be like it's gotta be shit you know what I mean like there's no way he put effort into that or enough effort to make it like a hit but there was actually a you know they were actually get pretty good albums and some songs were playlists so yeah it's pretty sick yeah he's probably having fun I don't know like, yeah I think so that to me seems like gold man to just be loving one's life just like what you know it's not a grind it's or the grind is part of the joy like you're I could, still able to make money to live in this society right 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 yeah. maybe even like become a baller and you start helping other people in ways you know because finances are definitely a part of our society yeah, that's something that's kind of... Did you have anything more that you wanted? No, I'm good. Okay, because I was kind of going to... That's something that's was kind of interesting to me. Is like how obviously everyone here is like, you know, other societies, other places in the world, like where people are really poor and they're just really happy, you know, but... 
because like I don't know for like a temple or some shit you know like a Buddhist monastery or whatever they're just like you know happy and they just do what they do every day and they just enjoy it I mean I don't know that for a fact but I know that some of them are but I wonder if it would be possible to actually live a life having experienced this kind of society and grown up in this kind of society I know that it is possible but you know how we think like or at least for me I don't know if you do but I think like if I were to go and live in a you know just wearing a robe and no TV no like goal like you know here it's like goal goal motivation go go you know like what's next okay what's next do that like in a monastery or whatever it's just like meditate you know go and do some farming or whatever the fuck right and that sounds so awful like like maybe for like a month getaway or some shit but like no way I could live in that you know my mind's just gonna be racing I'm I wonder if they think the same way about us like those people they're just going all the time and then they're just coming back in circles like they're just going and going and they get nowhere what the fuck are they doing bro like and maybe they do have goals maybe they're like meditation goals or mind you know like awareness of the body goals or whatever and so they're still like internally going but not physically um and we're like physically physically going and some of us aren't internally going but uh if that makes any sense I don't know but I don't know it's just kind of interesting to me it's like yeah. Been a lot of that lately. Just like thinking. That's like the quarantine. And then also me not doing my work during quarantine. Is a <laughs> gave a lot of time for like existential thinking and that kind of stuff. Kinda cool. Interesting. Do you think you grew from existential thinking? I think so. But also, I don't know. I definitely... I For a minute there, I, like, felt very, very different. Like, a completely changed person. And then now I'm kind of, like, easing back into it. You know what I mean? But, uh... I think I definitely grew from it, probably. thoughts lately <laughs> all the time all the time how are we doing we're good 12 10 all right um yeah all the time like bad ones or like good ones but yeah like, like bad ones and like good ones and then part of the existential thought is me looking at why am i labeling that bad and why am i labeling that good why am i feeling bad why am i feeling good yeah, that's an interesting one, too. Yeah. Sometimes you'll think about something and, like, oh, yeah, it's going to be so good. And then you'll think about it again later on and you're going to be like, oh, it's going to be fucking awful. Yeah. It's like the same thing, like, two years down the line or whatever, and you're thinking about what's going to happen one year later, and then a month you're thinking about what's going to happen 11 months later. You know, it's like the same time period, but because it's a different time, you're like, damn, it's going to be shit. Yeah. 
It's gonna be awful. Then another month goes by. It's gonna be great. You know, I don't know. Yeah, and wouldn't it be great to be living where predominantly we're living with hope? Yeah. I don't know, that one's weird because it's like... I think there's too many arguments against and for every single thing, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's not, you know, it's like not just like, you have hope, you're always hopeful, and you're going to be good, you know? It's like, no, it's, if you're always hopeful, then you're going to get let down. You know, you can't be overly hopeful or whatever, you know? It's like, you know what I mean? Like I some things, you. Some things, you don't want to have hope that you're going to be a superhero in two months. You don't want to have hope that you're going to be able to fly in two months, and you don't want to invest heavily into that hope. I guess you can have hope, but you don't want to invest heavily into it. Not into all hope. Like, you know, it's not just you have hope and you're good. Well, I'm hearing a difference in one, like what I'm talking about is the feeling of hope. One is in... One like, just an of, overall hope. Right. Overall That's good vibe. Good. Yeah. I agree. So, I'm not attaching it to, like, I can fly not like a superhero. That's... Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So, like, when the shit hits the fan, I'm still overall in a place of hope. Right. That makes sense. And I notice for myself, like, again, part of my existential thinking is looking at my projection of something like if someone contacts me and says hey you want to talk and I go yeah and then I don't hear from them for four days I'm prone to project a reality to that scenario instead mm -hmm. of chilling and just right. be like whatever it's all good I don't need to have anything happen or make something happen because it's good I'm in a place where we're all good. Right. Like, it would have been good if that person hadn't called. Why are you now not good? Because they did call and said something nice. And then that was it, you know? Even right. though they didn't act on it, they still said something nice. Why are you now? Right. There you go. That's, That's a great way to look at it. That didn't even occur to me. It's interesting. Yeah. And like that, and that's kind of like the hope attaching to something, right? Yeah. And it is interesting because there's like this person that I'm really hoping <laughs> to talk with because I'm kind of stoked about her vibe, man. And uh, it's been put off three times now, and I understand. Like we're living in a time that's kind of volatile, and people are like, you know, on point like a lot of people are yeah, taking care of themselves there's a lot going on right now right so I understand taking care of oneself right and not just for themselves but if they live with like an older person or whatever or they have kids or yeah they're like someone with uh, asthma or diabetes or whatever right just makes them more prone to the virus right right mm. So that, yeah, that's a trip, because what we're hitting on for me, like as soon as I 
physicalize my imagining of what I'm hoping for, I start losing that overall vibe of hope. Right. And yet we're talking about we exist in a world where paying bills and achieving things is part of... Yeah, achieving physical... Right, a joyful life. Fiscal things, yeah. yeah. Like, I've lived on the streets. It's not fun. It's not fun being homeless. Being poor in this country is hard. I think, yeah. In this, yeah. In this country? Yeah. Like, I remember you talking about that movie you saw, Happiness, where they went around the world, or you a study or something, and they were looking at people who were happier... Didn't you tell me about that? Where, like, they didn't have anything, but... I did see the movie or something, or it was, like, a TV show. I don't know. But people with, like, less were happy or something like that. Right. But that wasn't in this country, was it? No. I don't think so. I think there was some in this country, too, actually. I think so, yeah. In some parts. Hmm. I don't know, that that I don't really, I think it's kind of like, yeah, right, people who are poor are happier, give a shit, you know what I mean, like, we live in a place, especially here, where it's like, you know, people who are poor are not happier, <laughs> so, but I don't know. coming back to you like part of your overall vibe would be if you're making some money with your creative musical scene I think that would be cool but also I don't know do you feel like um, are you concerned about being trapped no, I think it would be cool because I think part of what it is is I think it would be cool because then that would be making money off of it, right? And it would be cool because like people would be hearing it. I guess yeah, it's just like that validation. But then I also just enjoy just making it, you know, like the process of just making it and have something really cool. And then I love sharing it with people too. But I don't know if the reason I love sharing it with people is because I want their validation or if it's just because I'm, I don't know. Because obviously I'd be proud of it, but, hmm. I don't know, it's this kind of stuff, you know, you just, like, get into a train of thought, and then it's just kind of like you have a conversation with yourself in your head. Yeah, it's that's like, that existential thinking. What? That's that existential thinking. Yeah, sometimes. I think that's part of what, um... With, um... 12-17. What? 12-17. Okay, we're good. 
Jonah's about to go graduate for five minutes. <laughs> five minutes. Anyway, I think part of like that artist conundrum for me is that wanting to do something that just vibes from my spirit. It's a creative, like for me, a spiritual creation, creating something. You know, it's like it's coming from a good mm-hmm. place. And part of that is sharing it. Mm-hmm. So in the sharing of, there's people vibing with it. Like, yeah, that's cool. So is that validation? Right. I don't know. And Or is that just... And if you know, if you throw something out in the world, there's going to be people who hate it. And that's not validating you. <laughs> you got to learn to chill with that. Yeah. There's a poet that I was listening to, and she said, as a poet, as a creative person, she doesn't want to please everyone, because if you are, then you're just a whore, and no one wants to be a whore. That's true. If you're pleasing everyone, then you might be just doing something general that doesn't really invoke any specific idea or emotion and instead it's just like generalized thing to but then again I don't know because everyone everyone is kind of the same in many ways obviously we have our differences but you know everyone has similarities so if you make something that just appeals to that similarity, then that could be cool. Well, I think there's also an artist just being true to themselves, and then it, the chips fall where they fall. Like last right. night, um, Questlove was doing another Prince DJing set. And he played, played this song by Prince called Dolphin, and there's live chats when he's doing it. And some people are like, this song sucks. This is his worst song ever. Why'd you play this? Now there are people who are like, I love this song. This is great. What he's saying is cool. The musicianship. Mm-hmm. And Prince is dead. But in my mind, I was thinking Prince was like, that's my song. And, you know, whatever you do, that that's what you do. I'm lucky enough where enough people like my stuff where I've got a career and other people have life's because of my career, you know, like I know that was part of Hickens his concern is in essence he saw the people working with him as family and that's why he would tour and continue to do stuff sometimes to keep people funded. Mm-hmm. Which brings up like probably anything chosen's gonna have its grind. So choosing right. something you love, even with the grind, is going to help it be an easier yeah. scene. Like making Baja was a grind, but I loved it. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. 
All right, so let's flip back to this lever you have at 24. Who's just bankrolling you? What do you think you bring to the table for her at her life? She's like, yeah, I'm so glad that I hooked up with Jonah cause, because His cunnilingus is awesome. <laughs> Period. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, do you think it's worth giving thought to? No. Really? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I, was, I think it's ridiculous to give thought to it. Because it's a partnership. Like, part of any partnership is what am I contributing? It's a make believe partnership. It's not real. Right now, it, the one doesn't exist. But yeah, giving so thought to what you bring to a relationship seems like beneficial to the relationship even before it's happening. I don't think that's true. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm not at all sorry to hear that. I, I know. I get you. I, feel I think like that's kind of ridiculous. Thinking about what you bring to a relationship, you don't even know what that relationship is. How can you... Unless what you're doing is thinking about your good qualities to reassure yourself that you are worthy of a relationship. But I already, you know, I think that's kind of stupid too. No, it's not. It's so I see for me, there was a strong train of thought of what am I going to get out of a lover relationship? Like my life will suddenly become better because of this person. In an and ideal then, relationship, in the perfect relationship, but obviously I don't believe that that's going to happen. But what flipped is what am I going to bring to the relationship? And... Like, even when I was married, part of what I thought about was if things became a grind, it wasn't like, how can this person change so that it's better? Instead, I thought, how can I change right. so it's better? But if you're thinking in a metaphorical state, then you can think whatever the fuck you want to think, you know what I mean? So I'm going to say, okay... She's going to be super rich. What do I bring to the table? I bring to the table my fucking sick-ass music. She loves it, and it's amazing. And she loves me, and my personality is insane. Like, okay, that's not going to help me to grow and improve that. That's just going to reassure me that I'm already perfect. Really? Because I would think you would be like, well, how no, do I in an ideal relationship, I'm already perfect. In a metaphorical, ideal relationship, I'm perfect no matter what the fuck I do. All right. And so is she. I think that's real. Except what she does is make a shitload of money. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, that's why I think it's stupid. And I mean, stupid's kind of a harsh word, but I don't know what else to... I don't think it's beneficial. There, that's a better word. Do you think it's beneficial to put energy into imagining a lover relationship? No, but you asked. So. <laughs> good as that. <laughs> That's good. Alright. I think I think we have to wrap in order to make a graduation yeah. on time. You good? 
Yeah. Love you, B. Love you too.